Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Welcome to Tech Stuff, a production from iHeartRadio. Hey there, and welcome to Tech Stuff. I'm your host, Jonathan Strickland. I'm an executive producer with iHeartRadio. And how the tech are you? It's time for the tech news for Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. And let's start by talking about Uber. Now, longtime listeners have likely heard me talk about Uber's history, which has included unethical and, at least in some cases, potentially illegal activities. And there's really been no secret that Uber engaged in lots of questionable practices in its history in an effort to become the dominant ride-hailing company and to quote-unquote disrupt the hired car industry, taking aim at taxis and town cars and such. And sure, Uber kind of was marketed as a ride-sharing service, But in reality, it's a ride-hailing service. It's taking the same place as, uh, you know, businesses like taxi companies. There were tons of stories about Uber, as well as rival company Lyft engaging in shenanigans against each other in an effort to undermine or, or sabotage the other company, including stories 
about employees allegedly arranging for rides on the competitor service and then canceling those requests later on in an effort to tie up drivers and frustrate them and to clog up the scheduling systems of the rival company. It all got really ugly. And now we're seeing more about how ugly it actually got thanks to a whistleblower who handed over more than 120,000 internal Uber files that were created between 2013 and 2017 to various media outlets like The Guardian. The Guardian, by the way, has actually named the whistleblower as a former Uber lobbyist who worked in Europe named Mark McGann. McGann said that Uber's modus operandi was to, quote, essentially break the law, show how amazing Uber's service was, and then change the law, end quote. And that McGann's work was largely to smooth things over after Uber had gone and disrupted all over the ding-dang place, which sounds like a real fun gig, right? Like the, the bully comes in, pushes people around, then you come around and say, hey, it's not that bad. It's okay. We're going we're gonna to get through this, guys. The internal documents paint a pretty gross picture. Uh, one was something that actually reminds me of an older story. And this was that Uber had a kill switch to prevent law enforcement from accessing company data. In other words, if the police come knocking, you utilize the kill switch to get rid of any incriminating evidence. Now, for one thing, that makes me think of the good old days when companies like Enron were accused of ordering employees to go on a document shredding spree. Golly, the late 90s, man. For another, this story actually reminds me of Uber itself, which, you know, developed tools specifically to allow drivers in the Portland, Oregon region avoid law enforcement because that was a region where Uber was not given permission to operate. In fact, it was expressly told it would not be allowed to operate there. So Uber said, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and operate there. We'll just give our drivers the ability to detect police so that they can appear to not be operating there whenever the police are around. You know, everything on the up and up. Other documents indicated more bad news about Travis Kalanick, the former CEO of Uber, who either resigned on his own accord or was strongly encouraged by the board of directors to do so in the wake of multiple scandals about Uber's corporate culture that all broke out in 2017. So in this case, the documents suggest that Kalanick was aware of and subsequently dismissed concerns about driver safety including instances in which drivers were the victims of violence. Moreover, the documents show a pattern of strong-arm tactics, as well as a rather unflattering portrayal of various government officials who collaborated with Uber under ethically questionable circumstances. So in other words, these documents start to imply, or at least tiptoe up to a line that would mark illegal activities like bribery and coercion, Though it may very well be that, to the letter of the law, Uber was able to avoid that distinction. Not to mention, it also indicates processes on what to do if police were to raid a company office. You know, that kill switch thing. That, that is just straight out illegal. And other questionable activities as well, such as paying academics enormous sums, like up to $100,000 in some cases, to create reports that help steer press coverage to paint Uber in a positive light. So essentially, Uber was paying for 
positive academic studies. And that says a lot both about Uber and the academics who accepted such payments and massaged facts to fit Uber's narrative. You might tell that I'm more than a little upset about that. So side note, any academic who does this is acting terribly in my mind. It's the kind of crap that brings doubt into any sort of report. Now, you should always look at reports with some skepticism, right? You should ask questions like, who funded the study? Who funded the research? That's always going to be important because if it turns out that the reports were paid for by whatever entities were being reported upon then it's kind of hard to make an argument that the work is unbiased, right? Like if the checks are coming from the subject of the report, then how critical will the report be? Now, in some cases, it may still be unbiased, but it does raise those sort of questions. And in this case, Uber was expressly paying for biased reports that are being presented as unbiased, which is pretty gross. Uber, for its part, has said that McGann's documents are about the Uber of the past, you know, pre-2018 Uber, and that the company has since made great strides to clean up its act. And there is no doubt that much of Uber's more recent history has been about damage control and addressing systemic problems in corporate culture. But the company has also continued to resist calls to designate drivers as employees. I mean, it's impossible to deny the fact that Uber has acted in extreme cases, to try and head off any attempts to classify Uber drivers as employees. Uber also somewhat snarkily pointed out that McGann had demanded a bonus payout upon leaving Uber and seemed reticent to come forward until the check cleared. Which, you know, shots fired. And maybe that's the case. Maybe McGann was like, I want to make sure I get paid before I start blowing the whistle. And that can raise questions about McGann's own motivations, but it doesn't change the content of those internal documents, right? Like, we can say McGann's actions might be somewhat questionable, but that doesn't change that there are really concerning things within these documents. If Uber has fundamentally put that stuff behind it, that's great. Um, it's the fact that this has come to light and... Uber has not really reckoned with that, that I think has raised concerns in a lot of people's minds. Let's stick with some more car news. Now, have you ever sat in your car and thought, gosh, if only car companies could sell options on a subscription model, sort of like how I subscribe to streaming media or to Xbox Game Pass, wouldn't that be something? No? Well, BMW clearly has thought about this because the company is now offering up a subscription service in some markets for the luxury of, drumroll please, heated seats. So, to be clear, these vehicles have all the technology that's needed to heat the seats. That's there in the car right off the manufacturing line. However, to enable that ability, the driver will have to subscribe to a service, paying approximately $18 a month to have it activated. Now, the driver could also choose to subscribe for a whole year for $180 per year, or three years, which would cost $330, or to go unlimited access for $415. 
Now, this is not the first time BMW has done this sort of thing, by the way, though it's the first I've actually heard of it. There are some other high-end features in some BMW models, like adaptive cruise control, that in some markets are also subscription-based. Now, we don't hear about this much in the United States because BMW hasn't really rolled out most of those features as subscriptions over here, but seeing car manufacturers embrace microtransactions should have folks a little bit concerned, simply because we could see similar strategies deployed in all sorts of different products. It's a proven revenue-generating model, and if something works when it comes to making money, you can bet that that strategy will proliferate across different businesses. Now let's get back to BMW. So with some features, there is an ongoing cost to BMW. There are back-end operations necessary to make certain kinds of options work. And in those cases, a subscription model could be a very valid argument. It could be justifiable. You're thinking, well, yeah, I have to pay per month to have access to this ability in my car, but then BMW has to maintain that service in the back end. So that makes sense. But for something like heated seats, where the entire system is already in the car from the get-go, that's a harder sell. In that case, what you're doing is paying a fee to BMW to remove a restriction that's on the vehicle rather than to provide a new ongoing service. Anyway, in the old days, you would just pay extra up front to buy a car model that has additional options, you know, like heated seats. BMW appears to want to change that. Maybe in the future, all models will have all the options. You'll just have to pay an ongoing fee to access them. Fun times. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages. Running a business is no cakewalk. There is a ton to keep track of. Employees to keep happy, spending to control, travel to plan, and on top of it all, nobody knows exactly what the future holds. Your finance team always has to be ready to change. But with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices. And that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is, experience. And you can finally say goodbye to the costly mistakes and risks that come from manual work and spreadsheets. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. 
How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We're back with more car news. So over in the EU... The general vehicle safety regulation has taken effect, and part of that regulation includes a requirement that starting in July of 2024, all vehicles sold in the EU must include Intelligent Speed Assistance, or ISA. And you might be thinking, what the heck is ISA? Technically, it's, an, it's, a, it's a group of anti-speeding technologies. And the specific technologies vary from implementation to implementation because what's really important is the intended goal of this technology. You know, there are a lot of different ways of making it happen. The important thing is that it happens. So the goal is to use technology to first detect what the road speed limits are on whatever road the vehicle is on at the time, and then adjust operations within the vehicle so that the car is not exceeding those road speed limits. Now, apparently, this can go so far as to cut power to the engine in the event of someone speeding, which sounds to me like that would be a bit of a risky move. But less drastically, it's meant to signal the driver should they be going a bit too fast. I've been in a car that had a feature like that. It was a car that was imported from Japan, and it would chime at us whenever we would hit the accelerator, which was sometimes necessary to do things like pass another vehicle. And uh, it was incredibly irritating. But, you know, effective. It convinced us not to drive too fast because we didn't want to hear that chime over and over again. And the goal here is to cut back on traffic accidents and injuries and fatalities. And if we see that in results, if we see that those numbers are much lower, it would be very hard to argue against this kind of technology because more people being alive really wins out against just wanting to avoid a frustrating driving experience. Earlier this year, I covered the company Peloton. Actually, it might have been the end of last year. But that's the company that makes exercise equipment, including the famous bikes and the infamous treadmills, and really makes its money by having a subscription-based service to train on those. You have training sessions that you can take using this equipment. The brand got very popular early on in the pandemic, and the company ramped up production And then demand slacked off rapidly, and the company found itself overstocked with products. It was stuffed with inventory and in a lot of trouble. And there were a lot of other problems as well, but I don't want to rehash my old Peloton episode. Instead, the news today is that Peloton will no longer be manufacturing its own equipment. Instead, it will be partnering with a company in Taiwan and outsourcing its production. The current CEO, Barry McCarthy, is trying to turn the company around. 
and that's going to mean cutting way back on expenses, so that explains the decision to outsource manufacturing. Peloton has received a lot of abuse, some of it I think is justifiable, but I never really want to see a company fail, uh, you know, unless that company is just pure evil. My hope is that Peloton will course correct and will find a, a business model that is sustainable and be able to reset from there. And no, I don't own any Peloton products. I don't have any stake in the company. I just kind of hope that the executive team can fix things. I mean, I, I don't think I know anyone personally who actually owns a Peloton bike or treadmill, but I do know that the enthusiasts who have them are very passionate about the the brand and the training sessions. So I, I think anything that gets people to exercise is, you know, that's kind of a good thing. Uh, I sure as heck could use more exercise in my life, but yeah, that's why I kind of hope that they succeed. Nothing other than that. The left-leaning media watchdog Media Matters has reported that Facebook and Instagram, both of which are owned by Meta, played host to a great deal of anti-LGBTQ misinformation and hate speech over the course of June, which of course was Pride Month. The organization accuses Meta of trying to cash in on Pride by claiming to support the LGBTQ community while simultaneously failing to stop the spread of hate speech and misinformation targeting that same community. Media Matters says that right-wing media outlets spread lies about Pride events, including allegations that people within the events were specifically attempting to groom children. There's that narrative that we see over and over again in certain extremist literature and media outlets. The organization said Meta has failed to enforce its own policy regarding misinformation and hate speech while simultaneously trying to position itself as being kind of a champion of the community. And that's not a good look. The organization pointed out that this past Pride Month had several events that were targeted by extremist groups. And Media Matters argues that the lack of enforcement of policies on platforms like Facebook and Instagram can contribute to those kinds of real-world outcomes. And, you know, we've talked in the past about how these platforms can reinforce beliefs and can uh, promote radicalization and also can serve as a platform for people to plan specific uh, activities like, like violence or protests at different events. And considering the extent that we've seen some of that violence, as well as kind of a general move in this country, that being the United States, to really push back against the LGBTQ community, it's it's a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing for a very vulnerable population. In other Meta news, a couple of different media outlets have reported moves within the company indicating that Meta may be headed toward holding mass layoffs. Uh, first, the information reported that managers received note to identify people on their teams who quote-unquote need support and that poor performers should be moved to exit, just kind of a lame euphemism for being terminated or fired. Anyway, the Washington Post subsequently reported that this directive was the first step in managers creating performance improvement plans, which could then be used as sort of a guide for layoffs. And this is not that big of a surprise. Mark Zuckerberg himself has told employees that the company will be more aggressive in setting employee goals and expectations, and that this might convince some folks to leave Meta, which is all aces in Mark Zuckerberg's book. And I've said this before, but a lot of company leaders seem to feel that it's better to make a workplace less hospitable and thus push employees to quit. 
rather than to hold layoffs, particularly in cases where the company might be on the hook to cover a severance package. It's way easier to move on if the employee has decided to leave the company on their own, which is, again, gross. Okay, that's it for the news for today. That's Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. If you have suggestions, please let me know. Easiest way to do that is on Twitter. The handle for the show is TechStuffHSW. And I'll talk to you again really soon. Tech Stuff is an iHeartRadio production. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.